Good morning, gentlemen. What? Your camera's sideways. It's sideways. Hmm. Okay. That's better. Okay. Yeah, I got to play with it. All right. Thank you. So, uh, we're talking about the Kohen Gadol. We're finishing up uh, the issue of how much does he get? In other words, we're saying that the Kohen Gadol is the institution by its so mitzvah to respect the Kohen Gadol. He's the greatest of the Kohanim. Um, we're, unfortunately, in our society, we have uh, very a few people to respect, meaning that it used to be politicians were respected, sports figures. Um, now, we don't have that or in secular world. And so, but the, the real elites, we do have elderly people. We should show them respect. But people make fun of, in America, people make fun of the elderly. They put, they put them away. But uh, we believe it's important that there should be people in society to respect. Uh, and, and there's a mitzvah to respect them, whether it be a sage or whether it be an elderly person. Or, uh, so the Kohen Gadol was a person that we would show respect. There's a mitzvah, v'kidashto, even the question whether, the, just like there's a mitzvah to respect to Kohen, well, what about a Kohen Gadol, <laughs> you know, a super Kohen? Is it? So the question, though, was we said that when he came on the scene, he was entitled to a share. So the question was, how much? And specifically, we were talking about the showbread. So one view is that a Kohen Gadol always gets half. That was one view. And the other view was up to half. Those were the two views that we had. So um, that's fine. Those were two opinions about, and, and we actually learned it out from the Torah because it said that they divided the Korban between Aaron and his sons. His sons were two people, and half went to Aaron and half went to his son. So you see that there may be Kohen Gadol gets half. Okay. Uh, he doesn't have to keep it. He doesn't have to take half. But uh, what would his... If he's there, what is he entitled to? So there were 12 showbreads. We'll get into a second what the extra ones were. But uh, we said that you give him four or five, which is very confusing. It's not half, it's, uh, and it's not specific. So what does it mean, my arba o chamisha? Why, what's the deal here that the Kohen Gadol takes four or five? When does he take four, and when does he take five? So uh, the first uh, question is, how many were there to give out? So there's a debate... Uh, about how many there were to give out to each group. So the Rabbanin, like the rabbis who say in the Gemara in the Sukkah, that said, Niknas Notoshesh. There's, um, he says that there's, basically what would happen was, I'm sorry, I didn't see you, Dr. Yafi. Good morning, Dr. Yafi. We're two lines from the top on 18a. The, uh, in the, the way it worked was the showbread was given out on Shabbos, and Shabbos was a changing of the guard. Uh, you had one group coming in and one group leaving, and they would switch off on Shabbos. So uh, according to him, he says, Niknas, the new group coming in, they take half. They take six out of 12. The Yotze, Noto Sheish. Uh, now, the, uh, the group that's coming in, one group is working harder that day than the other. The group that, that was there in the morning, they have to open all the doors. Apparently that's a job open the doors. I don't know what it was. But uh, so really the group that works harder should get more. So there's another opinion that says that when they divide up that day, that they give a little more to the, in, the income, the, the leaving group because they're opening the doors. But this opinion says, Viscar Hagafas Dalsoslo. You don't pay extra for the group. It'll, work, it'll even out, even though they're working harder. Next week they'll get half, even though they didn't open the doors. Right? So it all works out. In other words, uh, you don't have to pay extra. I don't know if it's because uh, it's just not fair. 
you know, if one group is working harder, they should get more loaves and, uh, uh, and you know, it'll be fair because next week they won't work so hard. Is that, but there's a debate over there. So uh, if you hold that you don't separate, pay extra for the, the door service, um, so there's 12 to give out. And we said that, um, so uh, then you should get six. So Batzer Chad, and we said this opinion is you give him a little less than half. So six w- would be half, so you give him five. Miflech Hamisha. So like the opinion that they were giving out 12, and you have to give less than half, that's when the coin Gadol gets five. The other opinion over there says that the new group that does all the work with the doors, they're getting, they, you got to pay them extra. They get seven. Uh, Sheva, they get seven out of 12. Shtaim, uh, why do they get the extra two? Because you got to pay them for all that door service. Uh, the Yot said the group that's leaving only gets five. So uh, since you separate the two to pay for the door service, there's only 10. Uh, to be given out for the two groups. So if you're only giving out 10, so Meiser boy Miflik, you're only dividing 10, and we said the first opinion is the coin Gadol has to get less than half, but Zerchad, Miflik, Vishak, well, that's four. So like the, according to the view that they're only giving out 10, then, and according to the view that coin Gadol has to get less than half, in that case, they'll get four. Um, so uh, that's, that's, that's how we get four or five. Rav Omar Kula Rebbe. Um, so, uh, the, uh, uh, he has a, uh, he has a different view. He says, really, they all agree with, um, it's all going, not, uh, like Rebbe, that you give out 12. The Sabra Lake, Rebbe Yehuda, and he agrees with Rebbe Yehuda, who said, um, the, uh, let's get these opinions right. The one going in gets the door fee. Gets the door fee. So then the question is, my arba, why do you get four? Hacham spoiler mishko. Shouldn't if it's ten and you get half, shouldn't you get five? So the more said, lokasha hadika mishra ma'akiv hadalaka mishma'akiv. There's another equation. Sometimes you've got a yantov coming up, and uh, there'd be uh, on yantov all the kohanim served, and so you'd have what's called a mishmor hama'akiv. You'd have like kohanim hanging around. You'd have an extra group that was there, and they're hungry. <laughs> so uh, they would also be given, the question is whether they'd be given a loaf or not. So So Nelimora says, well, if you've got a, an extra group of kohanim that you've got to give them something, so then mishmona boy So then, uh, then you only have eight to divide up. So v'shokal uh, arba. And then you, the kohen gadol only gets four. Ilecha mishmar akiv, and if there is no uh, group that's holding up, so you give. So it, it's interesting. You started off with twelve. You give away two to the doorkeepers, to the door openers. So then you got ten, and then if you got an extra group of kohanim hanging around, then you only got eight to to divide up. Uh, so ilecha mishmar akiv me'eser boiler. You from ten v'shochel chamish. He takes five. Ihachi my Rebbe Omar. So uh, then, uh, what did Rebbe say that you give five? Sometimes, if there's a Mishra Ma'akiv, you should give four. So uh, that's hard to understand. Morris said, you're right, that's a difficulty with this explanation. So the, the question of how many loaves there were depends on, number one, do you tip the door people, the Kohanim that do the extra door service? And number two, if you have this Mishmar Hama'akiv, this group that's, uh, 
that's uh, stuck behind. There should be, no, Rashi's a little long here. Uh, well, let's take a look at it. Uh, let's, let's begin that Rashi anyways. It's about, uh, about 10 lines down. Elamai arba hachamishbor. Why is it four? You should take five. Lokasha hadeikar mishmer ma'akiv. That's when there's an extra group of kohanim. Why would there be a whole extra family of kohanim to feed over there? So Rashi explains, Pamim sheyantav chal b'sheni b'shabbos. Just like this year. Sometimes Shavuos is, uh, is uh, on uh, Monday. In other words, you've got uh, Sunday night. Uh, Sunday night, Monday is Shavuos this year. So if you uh, were the group that was leaving on Shabbos, if you were the Kohanim from the previous week, so you're not going to go home because it's just one day and then you've got to come back. So, Pamim Shechal Yishayanta B'Shein B'Shabbos Yesh Mishmar Maktim. And you've got the last week's crew, Uba Me'erev Shabbos, Umis and they're going to stay there. Uh, um, they're there Friday. They're going to stay at Arego. Now, why would they stay for the holidays? Because all the Mishmars came for the holidays. That's one scenario. Or sometimes Matzi Yontuf is Erev Shabbos. Sometimes Yontuf ends. We've had that before also, where Yontuf ends and then it's Shabbos right away. Sometimes they can get back home before Shabbos. There's no time to get back home before Shabbos. On Matzi Shabbos until afterwards, mm-hmm. so uh, you you know they need their lacha mishnah also, and they uh, you have to you have to be polite and give them something, and so that was the question uh, about dividing up um, uh, dividing up the loaves. Okay, new mishnah. It's a, okay, so then we continue on with the training of the kohen gadol for Yom Kippur. Masulo zakenim mizikne bezdin. So uh, he had his special teachers that were with him, and then they called in. The elder sages. You know, every, a Jewish community has always had elder sages, or great scholars. Uh, these were Ziknei Beisdin. And Bekorin Lefano Beseder Hayom. And they would uh, go through the instructions, exactly what you got to do on Yom Kippur. Ve'omerlo. And they would say to him, Ishi Koin They should say to him, uh, My man Koin That's a respectful way, like Mr. Koin Kara Osa you read the instructions. Uh, in other words, you, 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 you will be the Torah reader. You should read in front of us. Um, uh, we, you would, they would pull out a Torah scroll and he would read the Yom Kippur service. Now, why is that necessary? He's, maybe he's, uh, there was a Kohanim who did this every year. So they would say, Shemeshechakta. Maybe you forgot. You know, you got to go over this again. Or maybe you never learned it. Uh, we're not, uh, we're not, we're not uh, questioning you know, your level of knowledge, but we're going to start and review everything from A to Z. Okay. That's the, that was what they did. They made sure that if you were going in there, uh, they didn't want to have to use the rope and pull him out, right? So they made sure that he had all the, uh, everything he needed. Erev Yom Kippurim, chakras. So uh, we're getting close. It's uh, the day before Yom Kippur in the morning. So, Mamid Noso Bishar Mizrach. We take him up to the eastern gate, Umavir and Lefanov, and then we bring in front of him Parim the Elin Fashim. We bring in front of him the animals. Uh, right? Why? We need to make sure that he doesn't grab the wrong one. <laughs> that's not a that's not a uh, that's that's not a goat. That's a lamb. That's not a you got the wrong one. You know that would be terrible if the coin got on. He's up all night. You know he's very excited and he goes and he might. You know, you got to use the right animal for the right service. So 
they would bring in front of the animal. I don't know if they would test him or they would uh, do whatever. Okay. Kol Shivasayamim. Now, the whole week he was there, what was on the menu? I mean, the Kain Gadol was sequestered in the base of Migdosh. I guess he had a chef there. So, Lo Havi Monim Imenu Michael Mishta. There were no, uh, they would give him whatever he wanted. Whatever food and drink he d- desired to eat, that was up to him. Uh, but, Erev Yom Kippur Im Kashecha, but as Erev Yom Kippur, when it started getting later, they wouldn't let him eat whatever he wanted. Lo Havi Minikano Solechel Harba. They would not let him eat too much. Why? Because that'll make him sleepy. I think it also means it slows him down. In other words, uh, most people, they, you know, they, they'll eat a lot, and then they plop themselves in the seat for uh, a cold nitre, and they're, they're fine. You know? But <laughs> he's got to get to work. So if, you, if you're going to eat a big, heavy meal, think about it, you almost never go to work after a huge meal like that. You relax afterwards, and often you get sleepy after a big meal. So they said the Koen Gadol, you know, Erev Yom Kippur, you know, even though there's a mitzvah to eat Erev Yom Kippur, the Koen Gadol, they wouldn't let him eat too much because they didn't want him to go to sleep. Um, okay. Erev Yom Kippur um, right before Kol Nidre, as it's, yeah. But the question is, the Im Chashecha could mean once the sun, you know, the afternoon, you know, I don't know how, how late in, it was, when did they stop, when did they put the brakes on the food? You know, was the, uh, that, that's the question. Um, Rashi's interesting here with the animals. Let's look in Rashi. Shehu Makir, Mizbonim Behemis over Slefanov. He has to think about the animals in front of him. He doesn't say it exactly the way I was saying it. Um, I, I was saying it like he should know which animal. Rashi almost says like he should think about the animals, like 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 he should uh, focus on them. I, I don't know exactly what there is to focus, but that, that's that's that word misbonein is like you know think about it. What's going to go on? What's going to happen? What are you going to do with the goat? You know the scapegoat. What's going to be with the cow? Like what's the what's the tone for the you know like the he he kind of looked at the, the way Rashi words it. He's like focused on the. The significance of the animals. Oh, meet, uh, meet, uh, meet Mary's lamb. She's going to be the one. You know, this lamb is going to be the one you're going to offer tomorrow. You know, like. Art school mm-hmm. suggests that he is going to memorize precisely which avoda will be done with it. With what? With which animal? With, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's interesting. In other words, they selected them already, I guess. You know, you're the skate. Yeah, yeah, okay. Seems All right. Like okay, very good. But that's, uh, let's see the Gemara. So bishlema shemeshachach. All right. So we got the idea that you could forget. Lechaya, that's good. Everybody forgets. You have to review. Everybody has to review. You just never know. And uh, even people that have a good memory when they're younger, we all know about senior moments. You get a little older, it happens. All right. lo lamad. Well, on the other hand, though, to say that he never learnt the service for Yom Kippur, mi muk gavna. Would you? How did he get the job? How did he pass the entrance exam? Vatanya Koin Gado Meachov, it says the Koin Gado is uh, the word Gado big. Does he mean Shehu Gado Meachi Bekoyach Benoyu Bechachma? He has to be smarter than all the other Kohanim. He has to be more learned. So uh, obviously he's, he's learned. So what does it mean? Maybe he never learned. Now, by the way, it's interesting. He has to be stronger than the other Kohanim. So some people mean it means that he has to have more stamina. You know, it has to, it's really a rough job. Uh, you know, people that Chazanim on, on Yami Naroim know that. It's like, it's, 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 it's tough. You know, you're, they're really working, you know, just, just the Davin is, imagine like to be doing the Avoda every second. And, uh, 
So they, he had to be somebody of, of, of uh, had to have uh, power. Noise, interesting, beauty. Had to be handsome. He had to be that he, uh, people would look at him and it was like, it just evoked, wow. You know, it was like, uh, um, and it couldn't have, you know, he had to be a, a person that it, it's, uh, it, part of the idea of just like you have a beautiful shul, the Kohen who would do the service had to look nice. His garments were perfect. His hair was perfect. He was a, he was a, a person that looked, uh, looked apart. Okay, just interesting, that too. Uba Osher, and he also had to have wealth. Because you can't have him going up there and saying, Hashem, I could use some extra money this year. No, you got it done for Klausel. The other people say, he doesn't have to have wealth because wealth is the one thing that's easy to solve. If he doesn't have money, then the fellow Kohanim can get together and uh, they can take care, they can give him wealth. In other words, uh, if, he, if he's not wealthy, then the Kohanim will pull together and give him some money and uh, make him wealthy. So, um, But that was the idea that he shouldn't he shouldn't have to worry about his own needs. He should be able to focus on the job. Uh, and they darshan that if he doesn't have wealth, then his brothers will make him wealthy. Uh, so the bottom line is, all Kohanim were extremely learned. So how can you say you have to teach him in case he didn't know? I understand you could teach him in case he forgot, but what do you mean in case he doesn't know? So You're right. In the first base of Igdish, when things were done the way they were supposed to, we never had a coin god who didn't know. In the second base of Igdish, where it was controlled by the Gentiles, they sold it to the highest bidder. They sometimes appointed Kohanim that weren't the most learned. Where do you see that you could buy your way into the Kuna? The Omer Abasi. Tarkev de Dinri Ile Marta Basbasis, Layane Malka. There was a rich lady named Martis Basbasis, who bribed the king to make her husband coin guttle. Uh He brought a, a Tarkov of... Uh, a Tarkov is like, a, is like a, a big uh, bucket of coins. He brought a bucket of coins to the king, al Ukme Yeshua ben Gamla Bekani Ravavri, to turn her husband into the coin guttle. Uh She was a wealthy lady, and she wanted her groom to be the... She didn't want to be married to just any plain coin. So she said to the king, here, here's a bucket of money, make him a coin guttle. Arab Yamaki Purim Shakris. So Tani, we learned after, we, we didn't list this, but you gotta bring goats in front of him as well. So then the question is, our Mishnah didn't list the goats. Well, well their goats are part of the Yom Kippur service. Tani Didan, my time, hello, Tani, why didn't he learn goats? The Morris says, Kivin Ka'asi, goats are specifically for sins. The, the other offerings are not necessarily for sins. Uh, you might scare the coin guttle, you'll scare the wits out of him. Because he has to get atonement for sins. It's not an easy job. And um, they, didn't, they were afraid if they focused too much on what he has to do, he might get too nervous. So they didn't bring the goats, Erevian. And then Morris says, well, what about the cow? Al-Qaeda coming for the cow. The Morris says, well, that kivan to olav al-Qaf kohanim da'asi, it's for him and his fellow kohanim. He, that he could fix. Meaning... Um, he has some control over himself and his family. And this is a lesson for all of us. We, we, we can do teshuva and fix our own sins. We don't have to be afraid to approach Hashem. We know what we've done. We can fix it. We can deal with the boss directly. That's in our hands. And in theory, your family also, you know who has what to fix. But the whole Klau Yisrael, how are you supposed to get a tumma for them? There are a lot of problems there. 
there are things. So that a Kohen Gadol might be afraid. You know, I, I'm going to get atonement for everybody. What if they're not worthy? And then they'll blame me. Exactly, because he's the leader. That's very scary. So now the Morris says, so, but his fellow Kohanim, he's not worried about. Why? Because if he's, the, the family, you, everybody knows about the cousin who's doing stuff he shouldn't be doing. So if there's something, he'll know, the coin Gadol will go over to uh, Uncle Yankee and say to him, listen, I got to, uh, I'm approaching Hashem, you need to fix this. Uh, he doesn't know the whole Jewish people who did what. But if you know a certain cousin, a certain, uh, certain uh, whatever, you'll talk to him. Omar Ravina, Ravina said there's an expression. How do you know people know, know what sins are going on in the family? Uh, there's an expression like this. Uh, if your nephew becomes a tax collector, don't ever appear in front of him. The tax collectors, their job was the people that had money uh, to take it away and give it to the king and make sure they declared it. And um, so people, your nephew is going to know what money you have. So uh, you don't want to appear in front of you because people in the family, they know, they, they talk in the family, their family, there's no family secrets. They all tell each other things. And so um, that's, I believe that's what it's saying over here. Um, that's what a dealer was. So uh, they, it's just a concept that within your family, you might know what's going on and therefore you could get them to do teshuva. Whereas outside the family, it's much harder. So Koshi was younger. So now we get into the food. So what what what, uh, what kind of food would he want, and what kind of food is he not allowed? So Tanya, Rabbi Yehuda ben Knusama, Kinosa Siltos Beitzin, Erev Yom Kippur, they gave him a special menu. They gave him flour and eggs, Kedai Lamasimo, to clean him out. They wanted to flush him out so he wouldn't be running to the bathroom on Yom Kippur. It's a uh, you know, the, you, he's busy in the service in the base of Migdash. They, you didn't need him. Uh, uh, so they specifically gave him in the morning foods that would uh, flush him out. But there's another problem. If, he's, uh, if, he, if they flush him out, those foods also could warm him and cause a seminal emission, which well, that's not good either. There are other people who learn instead of flushing him out, they learn it stops him up. It, uh, that's also a way. There's a question... Because they ask, what, what is it about eggs and uh, the flour? What is it, are they trying to stop them up? Are they trying to give them diarrhea? What, what exactly are they shooting for over here? There's a list of foods that you don't give them because these foods uh, either make them sleepy or cause seminal emissions. What are they? And some people say, Not white wine. What's that? No estrogen. Uh, no citrus, below beitzim, no eggs, below yain yosha, not wine. Amar lo labay, lo eser, lo beitzim, lo baser, shaman, not fat meat. A lot of people won't have steak at the Erev Yom Kippur meal. They'll have chicken for that reason. Below yain yosha, and not old wine. The yesha amar aflo yain, white wine, nesha yain, lovin, maybe as amde tumah. That causes uh, uh, seminal emissions. Uh, and uh, it's. Uh, it's uh, the uh, it's the society they live in. They lived in a um, in a in a farming society. It's very. We really don't know how our bodies have changed over the years uh, from what they used to be. Um, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky Zetzal was a, a rav in pre-war Europe, and then he was a rav here in the United States. And he noted the women's cycles were totally different. 
um, in in those days. Uh, meaning then they 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 people lived on farms. They almost never were in automobiles, and life was more peaceful, and they had more exercise, and it was like totally different from the way it is today. Like things have changed. Um, it's possible. Changing? Just longer or not? not he he didn't thing? go into uh, oh, wow. well he well he did go in the the, the women were regular, in other oh. words they was like clockwork every day of the month. Uh, today it's much less common that women are regular, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so what they say is that a lot of it is because of automobile tra- you know traveling where your body is like you know going very quickly at high speeds and and a lot more you know but it's not clear but it's just saying people that there's no question that systems have changed i have to tell you the cows on a, a, a regular clock i mean they're, they're so yeah, like climate, right. right because their life is very simple they eat the grass and they you know it doesn't uh, their bodies are not uh, they don't have the same pressures or whatever or the I'll same chemicals which cows come in cycle later than other cows that's how it's amazing Right, right. So women used to be like that too, and that's a, a lot of the halachas are because the women were predictable when their cycles were, and today they just are not that same way. And so that was part of the. Um, not, my only thought was that it seems like the men uh, probably were uh, had seminal emissions. Uh, it talks about uh, men having relations every day and having multiple wives, and uh, um, today it's not as common as that. It's not like that. As uh, um, it could be, we don't have the same. Uh, uh, issue with seminal omissions. So I'm sure there's some people that do, but uh, we're going to see that very quickly. That uh, if a person uh, has uh, has an issue, of, it's common for him to have seminal omissions. So he's going to have a problem being the coin doing the Yom Kippur service because, uh, especially that week, his wife isn't there. So what's to stop him from having? So they were very careful with the diet. We'll see more about that on the next page. John Rabbanin, Zav Torah Michael. Now, there's something called the Zav, a man with an issue. Uh, and uh, that, that also, sometimes, that could be traced to diet. Uh, so, for example, the kol mine meichel, or different foods here, meaning that if the person has a disease, then he becomes a Zav. But if they figure out that the, the reason that stuff's coming out of him is because of things that he ate, then they don't declare him a Zav. They, they research that in the Zav process. Uh, uh, you don't give the water you don't give him milk you don't give him cheese bea, not eggs gavi you don't give him lentils uh, shell pull of, of like of, of beans ubaser shaman fat meat umaris who was more that the fish juice i think uh, um, different kinds of food local Anything that brings tuma. La mai, what's it come to include? How to turn rabbanan? Our rabbis had a list as well. Chamisha devorai meyulande tuma. There are five kinds of foods that cause seminal omissions. Elu hain, and these are those. Number one, shum. Uh, that's garlic. Uh, the vashachalayim. Uh, Shako is, Rashi says cress. Uh, I think it's uh, the English word is cress too. Ha uh, chaglios. And chaglios. That's uh, pulpurer. Pulipurer. Anybody know what Chagli, was the art school say, what Chaglios are? Purse Oh, Purse Lane. Oh, good. Now I know what it is. <laughs> Anybody had any Purse Lane lately? I guess there is such a thing. Okay. Vabaitim eggs by Girgur. Girgur is even worse. It's called Rocket. Um, but that's the name of the, of the spice. But apparently that spice 
uh, is going to knock a person into a seminal mission. Uh, and where do you see that? It says that they were, um, uh, they were picking a certain food that it was going to light you up. It's like, it could be like uh, hot peppers or something that you have them and it wakes you up. This is rocket. I think we call it rocket because it takes off. You know, you eat it. It's like a... Um, uh, in general, if you ask like this, the Svartim, they'll tell you that Americans eat very bland diets. Uh, they had the... Uh, uh, the, the joke went around that they ate by an Ashkenazi and they thought they had COVID because they couldn't taste the food. You know, that's the, that was the joke making the rounds. Uh, but it is, re- yeah, yeah. But it is really true that um, our diets are bland to people from the Middle East. There are people from other countries who eat food that really, like if you went there and ate the food, you wouldn't be able to, you would need a drink and you would need to, it's just really uh, Moroccans or other types of, uh, so, uh, but the, the certain foods will light you up. They, they enlighten your eyes. Omar Ravuna, Gargar Imyochal Ochla. If you can eat it, Ochla. If, you, if you're able to, we let you. Now, if you can't eat it, even if you just, Mavira Gabe Enav, you put it on your eyes, that'll also wake you up a little bit. I think it's like like some, okay. Omer Rapapa, it's a certain species of rocket. Begargar Mitzvah, the one that grows on the border. Omer of Gido, Omer Rav If you're a guest in somebody's house, it's not nice to to have seminal omissions on their sheets. So Lo Yochel Beim, you should be extra careful. Not eat eggs. Lo and don't sleep on his sheets. Um, so now we have a difficult Gemara, uh, difficult because it, uh, you'll see why in a second, um, and. Uh, so, first of all, you have to see the greatness of the Gemara, that they're not afraid to write something just because we don't understand it or it doesn't sound good, because it's Gemara. And that means that they, we have faith that it's a holy teaching. We just have to figure it out, what it means. But it, they, they, they didn't say, all right, let's erase this. <laughs> that, that, um, and so now, we will try to figure it out, but it sounds funny. Um, so you have people that are used to having relations all the time, and their bodies... Uh, will produce a seminal mission if they don't. And it's uh, definitely not preferred in halacha to have seminal missions. Uh, it causes impurity. So what happens when you travel and you don't have your wife with you? It was dangerous for the women folk to travel or they had little kids at home. So uh, how can a person prevent a seminal mission? Well, you really can't prevent it for super long. So what would they do? So they would marry, uh, they would get married, they would have another wife in the place where they visited. Uh, even if it was only for a short amount of time. So it, I don't, uh, you'll see the words, Ki Rav Darshis, when he would get there, Makris, he would announce, who wants to marry me today? Man Rev Nachman, Ki Shniv, Makris Man who wants to marry me today? That's the simple reading of the text. Now, the difficulty here is it doesn't say whenever they travel, it only says these specific cities. Uh, and even though it says for the day, the day, the word day means a short period of time, a month. I'm here a month. Uh, does anybody want to marry me? So first of all, the question is, uh, the, the Ben Yoyada goes to town on this. He says it doesn't mean they had one night stands. He says, first of all, if they did, they wouldn't announce it. You know, you'd be ashamed of that. You wouldn't, if, if that's what it really meant, you would do that in secret. You wouldn't announce. Uh, and then why only when they went to these cities? So he says, uh, the way he says it was, that they had a lot of older bachelors in these cities. Now, in, in Europe, the custom was they didn't allow older bachelors. If you were single, they married you off, and that was the way it was. That's why uh, bachelors don't wear talasim. You pick them out right away. 
and yo, know, you're you're not married. I got an I, you know I got a match for you. You know they they married him off because that was the, that the, for the uh, that that's what was was expected. The people were meant to be pairs, and that that was part of society. So in that those cities they they didn't do that, and they had a lot of older bachelors. And there is a concept that uh, it, that uh, even though a person doesn't do it intentionally, if you're not married, then you have seven omissions and you have trouble with uh, those type of things. So in order to teach those people, now in those, day, th- those days, they were allowed to have more than one wife. Um, and uh, again, we're in a society where you don't have more than one wife and the wife doesn't want you to have more than one wife. She'll, she would uh, leave you and check you if you had more than one wife. Whereas, that, again, those were different societies. So what they did was they married even for a short amount of time in order to show people that you're not supposed to stay single, even for a month, even for a week. It's because they specifically in those cities because of that. There's another view that people took mistresses and things and they didn't do it legally like they do today. Like the Gentiles, they, they just move in with people. Why don't they get married? They're too lazy. Why? Because if they get married, then they have to get divorced. Well, that's not the way, you know, you have to do everything according to Allah. Even people that want to sin have to do it according to Allah. When I say want to sin, they, they would get married. And then when they leave, they get, they get divorced if they decide they're not going to stay with them. But you don't just move in with, you have to do it. So there's, a, there's that concept too. The more has a question though. There's a different problem. But Tanya, Relazman Yaakov Omer, Lo Yisa Anamisha Medina Zu. A person shouldn't marry a woman in one country and marry a woman in a different country. Why? Because you'll have kids in both countries. Then the kids won't realize they have relatives. In other words, people have all kinds of wives all over the place. They won't know who they was related to. And a brother will marry a sister. The internet is full of these stories. Because uh, again, the Gentiles do that. They take right. multiple, uh, where somebody's about to get married, they find out they're, it's, they're related to them. But uh, mm-hmm. at least somehow I've run into the stories. I'm not looking for them, but I'm just saying, like, it's, uh, it's common. Okay. The Imnos of Lumala Kola Olam Kulam Mamzerus. And it says a father could marry his daughter. Okay. I don't know how that happened. It means that he had relations with a woman, and then, you know, 50 years later, he'll meet the woman's daughter, and. Uh, uh, he'll, he'll, uh, he won't realize it's his own daughter. Okay, but anyway, the whole world will be full of mamzeris. So you're not supposed to marry and so The Gemara answers, it, only the rabbis were allowed to do it because they, everybody would know they would be proud of who their father was. Uh, this is Rabbi so-and-so's kid. So they would know. Rabban and Kolis. Rabbi says a different problem. If you ask somebody to marry you and they agree, Women, they have something, their system, when they know they're getting married, uh, their, their system wakes up because it means that, that they'll have the, the option to produce children and to be married. And so there's a concern that they may bleed a little bit. That's the way women's systems work. So if a man proposes to a woman and she accepts it, you can't get married immediately, even if they want to elope, you can't, because we're worried that she might bleed a little bit. So how could these rabbis pick a wife on the spur of the moment if the woman says yes, they got to wait a week. So the Morris said the rabbis sent ahead. They would send ahead a week early to, to somebody to make a proposal. And they would send a messenger to work it out. Or or another answer is they, never, they didn't really marry these women. What they did was they wanted to show that they, if they uh, instead of sinning, if they wanted to, they could take a woman legally. 
So they just set them aside and said, now, what would that help if they really weren't supposed to marry them anyways, at least for the week, because they, they might have bled. It's not the same to somebody who has bread in the basket. In other words, they wanted to show if they, they felt an overwhelming, uh, overwhelming compulsion to have a wife, they could have one legally. They didn't have to go do something illegal. Okay, let's go to the Mishnah. Most, but it's, it's difficult to understand. Again, it's certainly according to the way we would look at it, but uh, it doesn't, uh, doesn't, from the questions that we asked, we see that there's something else going on that over ar- there. That argument went from being Tame from a similar mission to feeling good about yourself because you're properly marrying somebody. Well, the reason why is that if a person... Uh, can't have a woman, he's going to have seminal emissions without her. He's going to masturbate or he's wow. going to have... Uh, so, we're talking, so we went from talking about a coin Gadol having a seminal emission to the overall... Top, uh, the best way to avoid seminal emissions for a long amount of time is to be married. married. Or, or even if they're not married, it's interesting. If they know they could be married, they're less likely to have thoughts. If they know they won't have a woman for a long time, then they're going to have more trouble. Oh, that, that seems to be the concept. So So you had two groups of people. You had the elder sages, and then you had the elder Kohanim. So then they gave them to the elder Kohanim, and they took them up to the uh, incense room. And the incense was a very important ceremony. That's, that's the ceremony. That's where you go to the Holy of Holies. And that's where the Sudukim played around with, the incense. And they made him swear that he wouldn't, uh, uh, wouldn't uh, uh, do it exactly right. Beniftru, and they left. Vahokalam. So, what did they say? What did they make him swear? Omelo ishi koingado. They would say that's how you addressed him, Mister Koingado. Anushluche basim. We are messengers of the community. Vaata shluche. And you are our messengers. You're going, and you can't do what you feel like over there. You can't do your own. You're, you're the. We're representing the Jewish people, and you're representing us. And as messengers of the community, we make you take an oath. To the one whose name is in this house. You see God right here? You're going to promise. You are not going to change from anything of any of the rules. Whatever we tell you, you got to do. And then he has to say, Amen. And uh, then they would pause. Who parushu boka? And he would cry. You suspect I would do such a thing? You make me swear? The hain part, and they would cry that they had to make him swear. Uh, he would cry because he had to swear. They would cry because they made... It was a sad situation that the, the Sadukim infiltrated the Kahuna Gadola. Why did this rule have to take place by the Katoris room and no place else? I think because that's where the service was with the Sadukim trying to infiltrate. Uh-huh. With the Katoris. We'll see that later. They, they, they did something different. That so, was the whole reason why this had to be done? Yes, yes, that's correct. Uh, they, they had, uh, believe it, I mean, even today there are people that change the rules and they want to do it their way. They don't just uh, uh, decide they're not going to shul, but they, make, they, they don't decide that you don't need a minion, we'll make a minion of women. Or they don't just decide, well, a man can, uh, if you won't, uh, uh, if a man isn't supposed to be with a man, no, I, I need to be married to a man and I'll have a rabbi at the chuppah. Well, they, want the, they want to break the rules their way. That's the, that's the way these groups work. And so the Kohen Gadol had to swear because he didn't, you know, there people who want to change the rules. When you get up there, you'll do it. You'll do your own private prayer. So uh, now what did they do the rest of the day? If he was capable, he would give lectures and teach. If he wasn't capable, then lecturers would teach in front of him. And if he could read, he could read from the Torah. If not, they would read. 
what book would they read? So they would read Eev. Eev is real serious stuff, life and death. You know, that's good for young Kippur. Or they read the book of Ezra, Divera Yamin. Zechariah ben Kfuto said, Pamim Harba Daniel. He said, What do you mean they only read those books? I remembered uh, teaching the Koingano from Daniel. So it seems to be an argument about if you only read certain things or you could teach him any part of Torah. Okay. Very good. We'll stop here. Sorry, I didn't get you out earlier, but okay.